We're in our third and final Sunday looking at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel. It concludes with these two portions of chapter 7. Hear now God's word to us this day. Do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own? How can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. Ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For anyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, we'll give a snake. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven good, give good things to those who ask him? In everything do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Now when Jesus had finished saying these things, The crowds were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as their scribes. This is the word of the Lord. And I invite the children who would like to head to Sunday school and the middle schoolers who'd like to head to Bibles and Bagels to make your way there now. Let's pray. Almighty God, continue to speak to us your word of truth and love and grace. Silence in us any voice but your own 
that hearing we might believe and believing we might be transformed and transformed we might be your instruments in the world in ways that you need us to embody your love and your grace. And we pray this all in Jesus' name, amen. When I was a freshman in college, I owned five record albums. And I realize I'm aging myself to even use the words record albums. But that's what I owned. Most of the time, that was how I listened to music. And being on a tight budget, I bought my albums carefully and intentionally. As much as was possible, the albums that I bought contained songs that I knew and loved and that I had heard many, many times playing on the radio. And so wanting the albums that I bought with my hard-earned lawn mowing money be ones that would be filled with as many of the best songs of each artist as possible. Nearly all of them were greatest hits albums. Have you ever bought any of those over the years? For me, at that chapter in my life, they were the greatest hits of James Taylor, the greatest hits of Simon and Garfunkel, the greatest hits of Don McLean. I loved those artists, I loved their music, I particularly appreciated their songs that had made the cut to be included on their greatest hits album. And so I played those albums over and over and over again. I would play them as soon as I woke up in the morning. I would play them when hanging out with friends. I'd play them when I was supposed to be studying. I would play them in the evenings as I was winding down and relaxing and sometimes even as I was falling asleep. I had one of those stereos that would play the record, all seven or eight of the songs on it, and then the needle would reset to the start of the album and play it all over again. And so it would just keep playing. And so those songs from those albums became the soundtrack of my college experience. They became the soundtrack of that chapter of my life. And in many ways, they are still among the songs that I love the most. James Taylor's You Got a Friend, Simon and Garfunkel's Homeward Bound, Don McLean's American Pie. I once test drove a car and the salesman accurately guessed my approximate age and before he handed me the keys to the car to help with a potential sale, he purposely set the XM radio to channel seven, the, the 70s station. <laughs> it was a brilliant move. As he handed me the keys and I jumped into that car to try it out, I immediately heard a loved and familiar song playing on its stereo, and I, I felt like coming home. He was not successful in selling me the car that day, but he came close. There are biblical scholars who would say that Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 was not a single sermon that Jesus preached a single time 
on a particular day, but rather that the verses within it reflect a collection of his teachings that likely spanned his entire earthly ministry. And that it was compiled intentionally by the early church to highlight various major themes about the kingdom of God, about Jesus' own identity, and about how Christ followers should live in the light of those two things. Those scholars would say that the early church, guided by the Holy Spirit, put together a compilation of Jesus' greatest hits. That his most impactful words and teachings might come to be the soundtrack of our lives. That those three short chapters in Matthew would capture the lessons, the stories, the truths from God that we love the most, that we need to hear the most, and that so powerfully sum up the essence of our faith. Words and teachings of Jesus like, blessed are the merciful, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the pure in heart. Be the salt of the earth. Be the light of the world. If anyone strikes you on the one cheek, turn the other also. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. No one can serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be given to you as well. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have enough worries of its own. Do not judge, lest you be judged. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. And do unto others as you would have them do unto you. No one sermon, some scholars would say, preached by any preacher, even Jesus, could be so filled with meaning and power to guide our lives. But the Sermon on the Mount, viewed by some as the highlights of Jesus' entire ministry, the greatest hits of his teaching, it does. And so all these powerful lessons of faith and words of trust are put together into a single sermon in hopes that we as believers will embrace it and it will become a part of us deep in our bones. And Jesus concludes it, as all preachers do, with the most memorable and important illustration of all. He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them, acts on them, will be like a wise person who built his or her house on the rock. We discover that we are called to not only be hearers, but doers. We're called to walk and to dance and to sing through life differently. We're called to love God and to be image bearers of God's love. He tells the unforgettable story of two people. They are both house builders. They are both building a life. 
They are building the dwelling that they live in. To both of them, bad weather comes. The storms and the winds and the floods come and hit them hard. We're disappointed, of course, to discover that this is not a lesson on bad weather avoidance. If you know of a passage in scripture that offers guidance on how to avoid bad weather in one's life, how to avoid pain and, and loss and heartache, please do not leave this morning without pointing that verse out to me because I haven't found it. Those are the two details that the two people in the closing story have in common. They're both house builders, building their life, building their dwelling, and to both of them, storms come. Both of which are, of course, true for each one of us. And the third detail, the detail that is different between the two individuals, is what they choose to build their house upon. It's the foundation that they choose. The wise builder built his house upon God's word, the rock. And when storms beat upon it, it stood strong. The foolish builder built his house upon the sand, shifting, sinking, not so certain sand. And when the storms came upon it, the storms knocked it down flat. And what Jesus is gently asking each one of us today is, what is your foundation? What is the promise or the pursuit that you are building your life upon? Make your foundation me, he says. Not your faith in me, because that too will waver, but me. My word, my truth, my unconditional and unending love for you, my commitment to and love for all the world. Friends, that we might all do that. Will you allow the teachings of Jesus to be the soundtrack of your life? Will you allow his truth and love, his call upon every ounce of who you are to be what defines you and guides you? Will it be the song that you wake up to, that you sing throughout the day, that you go to bed with its rhythm and lyrics in your head and in your heart? Because everyone's life has a soundtrack whether it's the actual music you listen to, the voices of others that you hear, the quiet or not so quiet places you spend your time. Sometimes it's the not so loving things we say to ourselves in our head. We all have a soundtrack. For some of us, our soundtracks are so filled with voices shouting and horns honking and commentators commentating, criticizers criticizing. They are filled with so much noise that we are worn out or numb from listening to it. To people such as us, Jesus says, come unto me, 
you who are weary and heavy laden, you who are navigating storms or struggles, fears or burdens, and receive anew the great love that I have for you. Let my words, my voice, my teaching be the first thing and the last thing you listen to each day. And the greatest hits of Jesus' teaching, his words, his voice are right here in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. They are the lessons, the lyrics that can fill you and bless you and allow your life to overflow. Whatever storm, whatever surprise, whatever loss might come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.